Hello and welcome back to Tuesday Night Gaming, almost done with Titans Edition. Thank Can't God. wait. The end is in sight. How many episodes left? One. Yes. <laughs> with Matt, Alana, Jay, and Zach. We were just p- playing some Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, but we can't focus on it. So now we're going to play some Overwatch. Yep. Throwback to 2000. That's one. Elite Force. <laughs> also, I'm patching and I apologize for that. But now we can focus on Stargirl episode number seven. Shift part two. The yeah. beginning of which I thought Pat was committing suicide. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I thought it was like a flashback or a flash forward. It was going to be one of those, Pat's in an accident. Here's what happened 24 hours before. You know? Here's what made him completely insane. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a flashback because he was driving the car. And then I was like, does he still have that car? Or is that what he uses to make the robot? But then I was like, wait, no, he does have that car, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the car has anything cars. to do with the robot. I, I thought, thought it was the same front end. I think they have the same paint job. But we quickly learn why he drives the car into a light post. And it's the same reason that Dick wrecks Bruce Wayne's car in Hush. If anyone has read Hush. I don't read think this Hush? was a Yeah, I don't think it was in the movie. That part was in the movie. Book. It is in the book, but it's like a throwaway line. Alfred says it. He says, Dick, go wreck the Porsche or something. It's not like a that. throwaway line. There's like a there's like a newspaper and they make a they make a little bit of a deal about it. In the comic book? Yeah, it's but it's the same thing. Batman gets really badly injured to the point where he has to go to the hospital and they wreck the Porsche to explain his injuries. It's a cool reason. And it was like badass that Pat's just like, yeah, I'm gonna like just wreck a car on purpose for but, that reason. Uh yeah, because I'm surprised he wasn't more injured. Mm. Uh yeah. Well he knows how to take injuries from his superhero yeah, career. And I also liked how in the next part, Pat, like, takes charge. He's like, okay, Courtney, we're, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to tell your friends to do this. I'll take care of that. Blah, 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 blah. We were hoping that this might be the wake-up call for her to start taking superheroing a little more seriously. And it kind of seems that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when they're in the hospital, I was expecting Pat to be like, see, this is why, you know, you can't do this anymore. Why it's not safe. He's like, instead, he's like, we're going to investigate Cindy and her family. We're going to figure this out. Yeah. See, yeah. I like that you take charge, Pat. I, although it was interesting because I thought he would have the opposite reaction, which is like, you could have gotten killed. It's time to shut this entire thing down. Mm-hmm. I, again, would have been like boring because it's the same conversation that's happened a million times, but he seems like he kind of has a good, now he seems like he kind of has a decent case because she easily could have gotten killed. And especially when we learn what later happens later on in the episode with Cindy knows her secret spoiler alert. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So speaking of Cindy, she's talking to her dad, Dr. Ito. He's mad at her for going off and using the uniform and all that stuff. And I did like the line, they might never give you a seat, which reminded me of, you know, the prequel meme. Uh, you had to bring that up. Yeah. We, <laughs> we allow you on in the ISA, but we do not grant you the rank of member. <laughs> but then yeah, he, he acts like they would be really like offended by what she did. But like, I bet they wouldn't have cared. Well, there's a point. Yeah, I would have been like, like, we get like, it. Well, yeah. there's a part where she's like, I did nothing wrong. She's like, I didn't do any. <laughs> she's like, I didn't do anything wrong. And I was like, that's not true. Yeah, she stole her uniforms. He told. He yeah. Specifically said, don't touch it. And she touched it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and she so much. Kill, she failed to kill Star Girl. Well, but yeah. so did Sportsmaster and Tigress. Like everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, but it still qualifies as doing something wrong. 
right? I guess that, yeah. Right. And that's, that's why Sportsmaster and Tigris are not fan favorites. What? Yeah, what <laughs> That's why they're about? not fan favorites. Get out of here, Jay. This, these fans are big fa- are favorites. Yeah. Well, I don't like Sportsmaster. Yeah, he's the best. <laughs> she loves Sportsmaster. Anyway, so that Way more than she ever loves sports, which is <laughs> ironic. <laughs> we like sports and we don't care who knows. You guys are not Lonely Island. No, okay. I don't get it. Okay. Let's look it up. Okay. There are also, before that part, though, Zach, uh, mm-hmm. he, in the conversation with Pat and Courtney where he, he takes charge, the one thing he did also take charge about was that he's like, we need to tell your mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciated like, that. Oh, no, don't tell mom. <laughs> she's going to she's gonna take this away from me, which is true. Yeah. Like, so totally uncool. Which was a flashback. <laughs> well, which was a callback to when uh, she tried to take away all the stuff from everyone else. Oh, what? that's a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, everybody's yeah. everybody's trying to shut the JSA down. Yeah. Well, everyone wants to feel special. Yeah, everyone wants to be part of something, just like the wave. Whoa. The wave, right? That, that took a yeah. dark turn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I was listening to a uh, a thing about that this week, and it was interesting. We have no healers. I repeat, no healers. Who needs them? So anyway, the conversation with Ito ends with him saying, don't make me remove my hood. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, what's Yeah, there? which was a weird, th- very weird threat, but she takes it very seriously. So yeah. as a well, father, I wish I could have. Maybe no mouth. I wish I had a threat in my back pocket that I could use like that. <laughs> also, yeah, it's really ugly. <laughs> one of the two times where it's heavily implied that she killed her mother. Yeah, that was a good little blurb. Yeah. Where Cindy yeah. killed her own mother? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Heavily, it was an accident. Heavily implied. Yeah. It was heavily implied that I that you are killing your mother. The don't make me remove my helmet thing. I thought is he like Johnny Sorrow, where if he looks mm. at someone without his helmet or hood or whatever, he kills them. Is I don't know That'd how credible. Cool. Maybe, but I don't know how credible. But like, I don't think he, she thinks he's actually going to kill him, right? Yeah, I, I think, think she so. thinks bad things will happen. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it doesn't kill her, kill those victims, but it makes them feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like torture. Yeah. Yeah. So then meanwhile, Rick, our man, is doing the Chicago rules. He's like, they put one of us in the hospital, so let's put one of them in the morgue. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. Well, and, yeah, he's motivated. He wants to go out the and Philly hit Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to go out and hit something, which is understandable. Just like uh, the Philadelphia Flyers. And then <laughs> and and then Beth Just finds like gritty. A, and then Beth finds like a backbone. And yeah, like, Beth. No, we're not doing that. I was like, Beth rolled for leadership and succeeded. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone's yeah. got to be a leader. Yeah. Besides Pat. And Courtney's like not. Uh, so then Courtney's back at home and she's resting. And then Mike is being nice to her. Yeah. He gave her some off brand pizza rolls. Yeah. And I found that part interesting because Courtney was very passive in this episode, in this part and in the part with Cindy coming up. Uh-huh. And I find I was a little bit disappointed by that. So in the part with Mike, he's like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. It's just he's my dad. You know, we've been through a lot. And she's like, I've already like, forgotten it. Okay. I, I did nothing wrong in this situation. Yeah, she's like, I've already <laughs> forgotten. It's like, no, like he told you the way he felt. Yeah. And you should be like, I'll try to give you guys your space. And you should be you like, should I under- like that. Yeah. You should be yeah. like, I understand. Like, yeah, I, it's, you know. No, I but she's not really thinking about any of that. And uh, to be fair, she didn't really think anything of it. So she's confused. She's like, what? Well, she is just, she's on? just a kid. She yeah. is. She's she a doesn't kid really herself. know what's going on. She doesn't really care. Um, <laughs> and the fact that like she just got her uh, ass whooped. <laughs> right. Yeah, hopefully it's a... That's true. That is true. 
Um, also, slightly before that part, they're walking out of the hospital and they see Brainwave, Henry with Brainwave in the hospital. Yeah. And uh, hi, Henry. And she's like, hi, Henry. And Henry just walks over and closes the door. I know. I thought that was a little <laughs> I was like, unnecessary. I was like, well, he doesn't do know her. Yeah, but like you he, see he someone, you her. see a classmate in a wheelchair, you're not going to be like, wow, are you okay? Like, Does he even know she's a classmate? No, I don't know. I'd have to go back before. and rewatch if they have any scenes together. She's the one that she did that judo throw in the opening episode. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, but he, yeah, he doesn't know that. Hmm. Yeah, she doesn't know anything. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> he doesn't know her. And then on top of that, he has a splitting headache. And yeah, it was kind of weird. Jay, you're so you're so standing up for everybody. It's nice. I, <laughs> I stand up for the little guy. <laughs> Henry Dude, have you see Henry King Jr.'s house? He is not the little guy. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on. Is. Pat has a deep <laughs> conversation with the cosmic rod. That part was great. That part Another was really great good. Part. Yeah, it was it so was good. It was great. And he's like, What am I doing talking to a staff? You're going crazy, Pat. It's like, no, you're not crazy. You understand that the staff has machine intelligence. You and me haven't always seen eye to eye, staff. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me talking in when my boss talks to me. I'm like, yeah, we don't. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you is the staff in this analogy? <laughs> I'm both, unfortunately. The staff and Pat. <laughs> okay, so he has the conversation and the rod kind of activates at the end, which indicates that it was listening to him. Yeah, heard him at least. Maybe so, not. But what does he say for the for the for those of Just us respond. who haven't seen the episode? He's like Sylvester was an adult and he kind of knew what he was doing, and Courtney is a kid and you got to stop like taking off with her. She doesn't know what she's doing. He, you got to protect her. She doesn't know what she's doing, but he's like, you got to yeah, you have to be yeah. cautious. With her. You have to protect yeah. her. It's dangerous. Sometimes you got to take. Yeah, run yeah. Away, away from it. By the time he, you found Sylvester, he was an already an adult. He had already been doing the superhero business for quite a while. So he knew the risk. He knew what to expect. Courtney hasn't done this. She, You have to watch out for her. Sometimes instead of rushing towards danger like usual, like you would normally do, you need to get her out of there. Mm -hmm. uh, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, right. So in, in the next part, Pat kind of throws Courtney under the bus a little bit. That I thought was funny. He's like, oh, she was the one driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was crazy. I thought he was going to be like, no, it was me. I had, I made a wrong turn. Blah. And he's like, yeah, well, I know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess it was to explain why she was more injured than he was, I guess. I guess. I don't know if that would qualify as an explanation, but yeah. Okay. And then Icicle sees, an, sees his old friend who killed his wife or is responsible for his wife's death. So, so I don't think they know each other. They definitely don't. He called them his friend for Barbara. He was lying. Yeah. What? Yeah. Someone right. would just yell that? Someone you think <laughs> yeah. just, he would lie like that? How, how could he? Yeah. So he goes to meet with this guy, and we, we find out that his wife was a teacher, and she died from a, like a love canal situation where there was just uh, waste underground and that like leaked into water or... Well, yeah, the school was Whatever. built on top of it, so there was yeah. contamination all over the place. Yeah, and when he started waste. talking about it, it made it sound like he was, like, environmentally conscious. Like, <laughs> yeah, people like you violent. that let toxins leak into the ground. And I was like, oh, okay. The ISA is just, like, poison ivy. They're, like, eco-terrorists or whatever. And then he goes on to talk about his wife. And it's like, oh, okay. Never to be fair, he also mentions other stuff, not just that. He talks about how there's other people who are taking advantage of communities, taking money, and all this other stuff. So I think in his mind, he, like a good written 
villain. He is the no. hero of his own story, and he's doing it for yeah. altruistic way reasons, but going about it in his own villainous ways, which I thought was a good play because then it made me kind of sympathize with him. I agree. Sure. A little Definitely. bit. He's killing bad people, and for reasons that we can understand why. Exactly. But I have a question, though, which is why did it take so long for him to kill this guy? Because the action, the plan is going into full effect now. Because drama. <laughs> because they are ready to start enacting plan whatever America or whatever it is. America, enacting yeah. plan whatever America, America or whatever yeah. Okay, I'm going to move on. So the next yeah. part is Brainwave Jr. Not Icicle Jr. Brainwave Jr. Zephyr of Vixlana. Oh, wait, I just want to talk about the part where he kills him, though. Icicle, he makes this really cool, like, crack effect over his face. And it looked really cool. Oh, it was why did it take him so long to effect. kill him? Why did it take him so long to kill him was your question. Yes, yes that oh. was my question. And I, I was just thinking they had a list of people that they were going down. Oh, yeah, like Arrow. I wrote that down. Yeah, exactly. You so you're not, not going to kill planet. everyone on the list all at once. Yeah. Okay, so the next part is Brainwave Jr. Is, has this bad headache. He's trying to get pills. So my, my question is, like, are they, like, super special psychic pills? I think he was just, they were just, like, headache meds, but he was trying to take them because he had a really bad headache. Yeah. As far as I know, that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he makes the pills float, which is one of his powers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The next part is the beginning of this whole epic infiltration of Cindy's house sequence. Yeah, which was also pretty great. <laughs> a good blend of humor and intensity. Intensity, yeah. Uh, drama yeah. and coincidence. Uh, <laughs> Beth did a pretty good job. I yeah, think I, Pat I, almost like ruined it. Well, again, Pat has many, many skills, but subterfuge is not really one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, Beth goes in with Pat, and they are talking to Cindy's mom bot. Mm hmm. Oh, she's a real pure. She's a real person. She has needs. As we is she a real out. person? Oh, no, yeah, Chuck has no sign of her. Has no record of her. Uh, yeah. Well, she's a she's a part of the cult. But no, the part where Pat's fixing her sink and she like uh, tries to right. Hook yes, up with remember him. Lana. Yeah. Maybe she's like programmed for sex because she's the replacement wife. Or alternatively, mm. they wiped all memory of her from the JSA database, aka the internet. Sorry, uh, of her, but not Doctor Ito. Oh, that's true. I feel like but if they're going to raise people, it should be Dr. Ito first. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Cindy goes to visit Stargirl. It's Courtney in her house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and apparently was toying with her the whole time. Also, like, if I was her mom, or like, I wish my mom would do this, she'd be like, hey, there's this random girl here to see you I've never met. Are you guys sure you're friends? I don't know. Nah. Well, would you, though? Not there? I don't know. <laughs> I thought her mom is in Florida or whatever. No, her mom, she drove back, remember? Yeah, no, she's not, she's not in Florida. And she's in Oakville. Oakville, whatever <laughs> Made that is. Made up name yeah. town. And a couple hour drive away from home. Yeah, mm -hmm. but you would certainly ask permission first. If you were in a bad accident, right? Like, are you able to see people? Yeah. <laughs> well, they needed nah. it to go a little better for the purposes of storytelling, I think. No, nah, I think it's fine. I mean, in those good, wholesome neighborhoods. Right, in Blue Valley, where everything's great. Yeah, you just swing over. I mean, I used to have friends who just popped over all the time growing up, and they'd just be like, yeah, go on in. Right, but those are people you presumably no. you already knew. No. Oh, no. No? Oh, no. My no, mom never knew. <laughs> I had kids from all over the neighborhood just show up randomly at times and be like, we're friends, and we'd be like, okay, go on in, and we'd be like, huh? Who are you? Why are you stealing my bike? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Uh, this is supposed to take place in the modern era, of course. Still, it's based off of the good, wholesome town that reminds me of. Okay. Way back then. But anyway, so we'll should we do the Cindy part first because I feel like it's the same thing kind of over and over again. Doesn't take doesn't it's not yeah. gonna take that long. I don't have too much written down about. So it. she comes in and she's like, I'm. She apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry for being so mean to you. And oh, you know, yeah, as a viewer, you're kind of like, what? It's implied. No, no. It's implied that she's just talking about the incident at the uh, yeah, yeah. The, field. the game. But still, right? but still, everything you know about Cindy is she's not the type of person who would apologize for anything. Right, and it so comes off as very insincere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's also the way she talks, right? So, I mean, you, it's kind of sort of believable. I think she played it really well. I think the actress played it very well because mm -hmm. it's that awkward style where you're not sure what she's talking about or whether or not she's sincere, and then she just yeah. keeps going and going and going, and then you're like, okay, drop, 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 and then finally. Yeah, she's like, I got you these chocolates. Let's eat them and hang out. And she seems like completely in control. And then Courtney, again, just kind of sits there and does nothing. Like she doesn't look scared and she doesn't look confident. She's just kind of like blank. I, don't I found know. that she frustrating. Looked, she looked I thought she looked pretty scared. Yeah, she looked very concerned to me. I think she seemed aware that Cindy could rip her head off in a second. <laughs> she couldn't do anything about it. Shank her. Shank her. Okay. I don't. Okay, but, I don't believe that. But, okay. Yeah. So after, but whatever. As she's walking out the door, though, what happens? Well, we learned that she was just messing with her the whole time, and she actually knows that she's Stargirl. And Zach was right when Thank he's like, I, "I can't believe that she didn't recognize her under the mask." She's the well, only competent villain and or <laughs> hero in that show. <laughs> and it's like, also, you just fought Stargirl and injured her hands, and now Courtney has injured hands. It's like, geez. Right, exactly. But then she kind of takes it away because she's like, but then because she says, I know you're Stargirl, but I'm not going to tell anyone, which is kind of mm -hmm. like, uh, okay, good. So I guess there really is no you know, it, Well, it lowers it down a little bit, but of course, you can't believe her. And the people, you know, the, the JSA don't believe her, which they're correct to do. Mm hmm. Does she say, uh, does Courtney threaten her in that room after when she finally admit when she drops that she knows? No, I don't she remember. doesn't threaten her, no, she just kind of sits there. She, yeah, because I'm trying to remember if, um, the way I, I'm trying to remember now, um, how that came about. Because I was thinking initially, could it be that Cindy was willing to just not say anything because she knows that they kind of need each other? And they're both mm. kind of freaks. And then it wasn't until the fight. Then she's like, well, now now it's on. Yeah. This, do you remember in the second episode when Brainwave finds out that Stargirl is Stargirl? And I was like, oh, he'll just toy with her to see if she's worthy. And you guys all thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, well, it sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> well, that's what happened in this episode, basically. She's <laughs> like, I'm going to kill your friends first. And you're because you're my ticket into, death stroke. into the higher level, right? Into the higher levels of the uh, ISA, right? Uh, right, exactly. Right. And that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is also another reason to not say anything because she wants to be the one to take her down. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want anyone else because she knows that's her meal ticket. That's, you're right. That makes I, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and that's but that for to me it seems like Pat would be like, okay, they don't they know who you are. Like we're leaving town immediately. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of I expected that. Yeah, but if they are the ISA, you and you know, they're not getting away, right? They have like unlimited resources. I guess, but you you want to try to at least put like Courtney and uh, or not Courtney. You want to put Mike and uh, Barbara into 
protective custody at least, right? Like once the villain, that's the whole point of secret identity is it's not you, it's the your friends, your your family that's now under a threat. Yeah, that's why yeah. I find villains who find out the hero secret identity be kind of tedious. Well, there, there's an explanation that. that we probably, probably won't know at the end of the episode. Well, it means Which, that Cindy has to die. No. Well, well it means a that they have to become best friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it could be in a coma like brainwave. It's going to be Beth turning over to the ISA in exchange for Cindy. And then uh, our our man, he's going to be a JSA. It's all going to be a wonderful flip, and it'll be great. And then <laughs> we'll Pat will have to take them all down. That's it for Cindy's visit. Now we can talk about Beth's spy work. So Beth and Pat, mostly Beth, try, just Beth decides the uh, the best way to get into Cindy's house is the direct approach and go up and ring the front doorbell, which I admire. Mm -hmm. It is a plan. Uh, Pat goes in to back her up. Well, Pat goes to grab her and take her away. He doesn't yeah. really go to back her up. He kind of gets screwed. That's true. Silly kids would have gotten away with it if it weren't for so, them. Yeah. Well, her plan is like to just look around and try to find something that will tell them what they want to know with the coggles. Yeah. Except for if she, Cindy were home, what was her, their giant plan? Hi, Cindy. I'm here yeah. to go scope out your. Hi, Cindy. Maybe they these, somehow these chocolates for a uh, food drive or something. Maybe they. It, it wasn't said, but maybe they waited outside the house for her to leave. <laughs> you know. Well, they waited, and then, and then they knew she wasn't there. But then that's when they went in. Exactly. So they waited for her to not be there, and then went in. But did they actually know she was not there? Maybe they waited outside her house for her to leave. It wasn't shown. Because they said they haven't shown. seen it. Yeah, they they say. That they don't know she's there. And they're oh, like, really? are you sure they're not there? And they're like, eh. Oh, that's funny. In that case, I don't know. <laughs> but regardless, they somehow figure it out. Beth is like, goes, she somehow finds her way into the basement. Well, okay. So, so she, she's looking around the house and there's, it parts very funny. I think it's a very funny sequence. And then she puts the goggles on and starts looking around. That's what, that's where we learn that, uh, push the payload guys. That's where we learn that there's no record of the mom, of Cindy's mom anywhere. Yes. And then she finds the terminal to the basement, to the ISA basement HQ. And I could hear Jay being like, oh, no, they're left it unguarded. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> true. Though. And, and, Magna and, he's, and Chuck somehow knows yeah, the code to get can, in. You know, he hacked it. Yeah, Chuck, AI. Chuck, Chuck can break into basically anything. I mean, he did it with the other codes, too. Again, security is very lax when you can just hack it within 30, not even like three seconds. Maybe he could read the fingerprints and the pressure and how much more. Yeah, wear and yeah tear that's, on that's the what strings. I thought. It was like how much dust is on there. That was my guess. Which is normally the way, but <laughs> hack, his hacks are suspicious. I don't know. So he knows. He knows how. <laughs> yeah, however he finds it out, the code is 1999. And I looked it up, but that is the year that the Jeff Johns JSA started. No, it's also oh, the first. It's the first appearance of Stargirl, which is the same thing, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Beth just goes down, listens to some stuff, hears Grundy roaring, gets freaked out, and leaves. Well, yeah. which so, is very smart of her to do. Yeah, is it? It's very reasonable yeah. of her. Yeah. Yeah, it is very reasonable. I disagree. Going so we know that guy. We know she's scared. Down. She's a she's a very scared and timid person. But she goes down and she suddenly starts losing connection to uh, Yolanda. Uh -huh. And then, so right it's then and there, a normal Beth probably would have just backed out. But now she feels all emboldened. Yeah, she's feeling a little braver. Which makes no sense on that. 
And then she goes and she just starts wandering around until she hears Grundy and then backs out. And then, yeah. Oh, no. And then she goes up to Cindy's room instead of the basement. She learns she's she everything looks normal in Cindy's room. She has a lot of pictures of herself. Can we go through the house? Mm-hmm. And then she finds the picture of Dr. Shiro Ito, a war criminal from the 40s. Yeah. I guess he doesn't have a superhero name. He's the Dragon King. I'm waiting for everybody. But he supposedly died 50 years ago. So once again, there's this time jump. Or he figured out how to live a really long time. (laughs) Either one. Yeah. Why do we need to explain why all these people from the 40s are around now, including the heroes? Right. And then she has to escape because Cindy's coming and they do the JSA does some nice teamwork. Yolanda climbs up, grabs her, throws her out the window, and Rick catches her, presumably with super strength. Although I don't think he would necessarily need it. That's in that bag. Yeah, I was wondering okay. if he had it on. Uh, she also has oh. like a whole backpack full of whatever. <laughs> you don't even know what's in there. So they escape, and then and then Pat and the kids like fuck it down <laughs> the street. And do you like you guys like the part where Pat's like you can't walk around wearing that to the wildcat yeah. costume? <laughs> yeah. And like, then she tries to cover up, and they run. Yeah. And yeah, she does well, the whole Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> you know, she could yeah. wear it like under clothing, except the mask, <laughs> obviously. Right. That's that would have been more smart. I also like when they're like, you know what that means? They both like take out their backpacks. I was like, are they going to start taking off their clothes like right there? But apparently yeah, that, would <laughs> that would be good if there was like an awkward scene about that. Maybe that'll come up. But they doesn't they don't appear to be heading taking the show on any kind of sexual tension between Rick and one of the other team members. No, I don't think so. I'm sure to Alana's relief because she gets squicked out about that. In what? theory, teenagers are just having sex, Alana. Oh, yeah, bouncing about <laughs> uh, so in theory since Wildcat's costume resizes to whoever is mm-hmm. where could she uh-huh. just put that on top of her clothes and it just yeah she definitely out? could I mean it's all baggy on her the first time so maybe but it probably, where, would the clothing, like... where would the clothing go <laughs> just confess just... I mean she's Whatever. not wearing she like just really wear... she should wear it under her clothing at all times like yeah, a Power Ranger or something yeah <laughs> The next part I have is Henry finds the the brainwave hideout. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. yeah he's like, Mom. he has that migraine for that lasted way too long. Uh, he's developing superpowers. Give him a break. <laughs> he's in there staring at the pill forever. Nah. Oh, you forever. just mean in terms of television? <laughs> you mean in terms of compelling television? It takes too long. Yeah, it was just yeah. way too long. Okay, I can see that. What do you and think all he's... the tapes are? Yeah, th- I think he just brainwave just very meticulous about his power developing yeah mm-hmm. and he could be doing studies on uh henry watching him seeing maybe as a child he was doing tests because he's constantly testing him right he's like mm-hmm. think about this try to lift this what is the deal yeah. with their with his mom by the way is she also like a part of the dead mom's club yes probably, probably. he also finds that cindy has been spying on him yeah yeah yeah, yeah he finds a letter from from dr ito being like here you can borrow my daughter <laughs> for nefarious good. purposes. He's, like he's good at finding out stuff or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was a really weird line. She's like, he's she's very good at finding things out. I also yeah. like how it's like a or watching letter. things. No, I thought yeah. it was like good at watching things. Or oh yeah, well okay, still it's kind of weird. Well, she's observant. <laughs> she was designed to be observant, right? Designed. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, clearly she was like genetically engineered or something, like Doctor Bashir. <laughs> Do you have any genetic engineering in you? But so was Henry with the key. So he's just want, like with his mind, just looking at every possible keyhole. Or is the key like 
does he like feel a connection with the key? Like he's finding all these random keyholes. It's like, did he always know these were there? Or... Locking key. He's like, boy, you never knew how many uh, how many locks are in your house until you have a key. And why couldn't he just pick up the key? I wondered if it was like his subconscious power activating to like compel him to. Uh, to yeah, fight. I couldn't figure that out. I yeah, I thought it might have been like. He's not even acting really of his own accord. So like his mind, his mind powers are like compelling him to go into the key and do stuff. So that scene took way too long. <laughs> <laughs> We've already spent too long, I think, talking about it. And then we get possibly the worst scene in the in the show. What's that? It's Star Girl attacking Cindy in her in her room. What? Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you, Alana. And the reason why it I think it is so, so bad. Well choreographed. It was very well choreographed, but. It could have been prevented with a single text message. I know. I that I did also notice. I'm like, really, nobody. That was very their phone. frustrating. Very yeah. frustrating. Or a call like, "Hey, I know we just texted you and said help. Please hurry. We're but, like, good. we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Pat, where are you? Uh, yeah. Never mind. That's true. But it did lead to a kick-ass fight scene. Yeah. Well, yeah. The fight scenes are all pretty good in this in this show. I think they're going all the way around. I think they're yeah. going around behind us. Yep. I like when she like dove through the window. <laughs> I appreciate the staff tries at first to to not oh, they're, they're just to not tell her not to go. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the staff like, was listening. What the hell is yeah. going on with you? I mean, I also think to make Cindy a compelling villain, they need to like kind of slow the fights down a little bit, like not have them be constantly fighting. So mm -hmm. that was another yeah. reason why I was disappointed about that. So oh. talking about Cindy, when she first like goes into the room and everyone leaves, how does she and she's like looking around and she's like how does that not equate with when she realizes the window is open and she's looking out with oh someone broke in and it takes her like a while later for her to go oh wait someone broke in i should look around. behind it was really dumb of them to take the photo because they already had the information from chuck they didn't need the photo and right. if they take it if this is a prominent place in her bedroom they're like obviously she's gonna notice someone was in there it's just mm -hmm. Dumb. It seems like the jig is kind of up, effectively. Like she yeah. knows who Star Girl is. She knows who the JSA are. There's only one thing left to do, and that's kill her. No, no, no. Yeah. Okay, so so they fight. It's really awesome, and Cindy's totally winning. And then Henry King shows up, and he clearly wants to have a chat with Cindy. And instead, he starts freaking out. He like stuns her with his mind powers or something, so she well, can't move. Both of them. Yeah. It like she was like frozen. Yeah. So this part reminded me of a Telltale game, like The Walking Dead or hmm. Mass Effect. It's like, pick which girl you want to help and which one will die. Yeah, right? Mm. <laughs> evil ch binary choice, evil or good. And well, like, he doesn't God, know. Right? I can't figure it out. He has no idea which one is evil. They're right here on the right side. They're going around. They're flanking. Yeah, the characters or the audience knows, though. She's going to fight him again. And then Cindy gets taken by these cultists who just appear out yeah. of nowhere. That was so well, scary. Well, they're the Dr. Ito. They're the Dr. Ito guys. They're so freaky. They just come out of the sewers and drag <laughs> her away without a trace. So freaky. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That's great. So the theory is that they're going to, like, reprogram Cindy. So she's less <laughs> willful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and they're going to. And, and, and then and in the process. Her memory she's gonna, of who Stargirl yeah, is. Yeah, she's going to forget who Stargirl is. Yeah. Mm, that's kind of a, a little cop bit out. convenient so then Henry King Jr. is freaking out and he walks away and then Dr. Ito watches him from like uh, his drone that's apparently hovering overhead mm -hmm. and now and that ISA know that he has powers 
Yes. He's like, so we, shall we retreat, Alana? Yeah. Never retreat. I think that was pretty much it, was them taking her, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the end. Okay, Titans. (laughs) Titans episode uh, 11, I mean 12. Yeah, let's move on. Fohawk, as opposed to Mm. Mohawk, I guess. This gets a play on Mohawk. No, no, it's a pretend hawk, of which there is one in this episode. Wait, my last Uh, observation on Stargirl. Why did someone power me up? Is that Henry King Jr. looks like he's like 35. (laughs) I don't That's think true. I don't think I agree with that at all. I think so. Well, thanks, thanks for that, Alana. Okay, so Titans. <laughs> You're welcome. Begins with Jericho. Right, I gotta switch to my new page. Ha! A Titan okay. starts Ooh. with Black Mirror. Yeah, t- Jericho and Deathstroke in their like mental mind prison. Yeah, and Black Mirror cookie. So confirming prison. what we thought we knew that Jericho is in fact in his dad's bod. So he yeah. is sort of alive. <laughs> well. He's mentally there. Sort of like life. So he was <laughs> talking, right? Not signing? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. the mind he talked. Yeah. Mm. Which, if you're in your mind, then makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, sure. he, Which he is... doesn't have it. He has an intact throat in his mind, so. Sure. Yeah. I don't really remember what they talked about. Basically, he's like, I'm going to get know. you. Even if it he's, takes like, gonna take he's, he's like, I'm going to take over. He's like, no, you're not. You're a monster. I'm going to attack the Titans. You're a monster. He tries to get Slade to walk into traffic. <laughs> Which yeah. is great. That was good. That was yeah. That was good. Yeah. I like that. I like Jericho trying to sway. I'm like, no, no. Me hunting the Titans Ooh. is my gift for you. Come on now. And then he's just like, no, no. You're just mad that they exposed you. He's like, come on now. No, no. <laughs> honey, no. My boy. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> my sweet baby. My dear, precious. You don't understand. It was cute. Yeah. In a weird, <laughs> awkward way. Um, and then we move on to Gar back in the world as a hit tiger for Cadmus. <laughs> as the goes test. Into a co- goes into a coffee shop where the girl knows him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then unfortunately she does he doesn't appear to maul her. Because <laughs> she doesn't antagonize him, unlike that one guy. As, as soon as or, the uh, yeah. You actually see her run into the back. Yeah. Oh, okay. So before that's he good. turns Yeah, I really thoroughly do not enjoy this plot line. Yeah. And why is that? It's like enough it's, already. It's, it's like too dark even for a show that prides itself on being super dark it's like a snuff film at this point <laughs> yeah well, it is the same thing over and over again and they show the same thing over again, right like you hear the music and guard goes rawr you know what's going to happen next you don't need to watch him like maul a bunch of people and you don't well, need to be you... like covered in blood afterwards yeah well as soon as you hear the classical music you know he's going to turn so it's like mm, yeah okay yeah but yeah, but I think the first section where he's covered in the blood is a good one because it's the first time like he recognizes that something is happening. So he needed yeah. that cue of I'm naked and I'm afraid. tasting a lot of I'm iron. Naked and afraid. <laughs> I'm tasting iron in my mouth. I'm, t- and I'm, I'm tasting very- human blood. That's right. But even then, he doesn't seem like he's fully cognizant of what's happening. He's just like, what? So they definitely lobotomized him more than just yeah, the trigger we- mechanism. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we we at this point it's like we know that he's been lobotomized. Thank you. Let's go left, and then I'll teleport us. But the other thing about that section was that Mercy calling him her pet. That was kind yeah. of messed up. It yeah. was messed up. I agree. They're in the right side, Tracer. Yeah, you gonna teleport us up? So next Let's time go. we see Superboy, oh. you think he's gonna be bald? Uh, I mean, Gar's Gar isn't bald, so no. Yeah, they just folded their side. They just folded up his folded the scalp back. No, listen. No, it's like a fashion choice because he's feeling more Luther than Kent. Oh uh, no, I don't uh, think that's gonna happen. 
<laughs> has that ever happened in like the comics? Yes, yes, it has. Superboy being bald? Yeah. Yeah, it, okay. I, I do kind of remember that now. Okay, so then Dove and Donna go after this Walter guy from Cadmus. Yeah, yeah I like that part. really cute. I, yeah, I like the part where he's like, I deserve good things. I deserve good things. <laughs> Even though he doesn't because he's a Cadmus flunky bastard. Yeah. Stooge. I, I love kiteboarding. <laughs> Hydrofoils. Yeah. And I'm talking about the last of truth. And yeah. there's a funny part where like Donna's, he's like, I don't know something. And she's like, well, yeah, that's true. He doesn't know. What, yeah, what and, can and you it, do? And it was interesting because... <laughs> It was interesting because she she's like yanking on the on the leash or the yeah. the lasso to hurt him, but there's yeah. no point because he's compelled yeah, to, he to, tell, to the tell the truth. So you yeah. don't have to hurt him. I but it's fun. You, I wonder if yeah. you like have to kind of encourage them to tell more truth than normal. Like maybe they only want to say like yes or no, and they're like tug tug tell more of the story. I don't know. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's the coils of truth. It Which, depend on uh, how they write at. <laughs> and eventually we find out. And she's like a complete mind wipe and tells you to tell the truth. Yeah, her lasso can wipe minds. That's pretty useful. I yeah, Wonder Woman wishes but it's supposed to be that. a total mind wipe. And it's not a total mind <laughs> wipe. Because you totally remember. Did she say total mind wipe? Yeah. I, I must have missed that. I thought she said partial mind wipe. Wait, mind wipe on who? On Walter. The, yeah, the, oh. the, the rope causes total mind wipe. It does? The rope. Well, she can. The rope. <laughs> she can, yeah, whatever. The lasso can result with a total mind wipe. And then she, he totally doesn't. I was very disappointed in the lasso. <laughs> well, I, Where I, would I, you okay. go with the lasso? I don't, know how use, I don't know how useful a total mind wipe would be. <laughs> so then they don't know that they were there? But the, why does it have to be total then? Why can't because it be like now, the last 10 minutes? Because <laughs> then he remembers that. Well, the total mind wipe of memory, right? Total memory wipe. So, but then he remembered seeing her. So exactly, he which is it. why this—that's why I'm saying the lasso sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's false advertisement. I do like when Dove is like, "I got to get me one of those." Yeah, with every situation, she yeah. should get a I money like back the, guarantee on it. I like the glow in Donna's eyes was a cool effect. Ooh, glow. Yeah. Next up, Hawk on cocaine. Yeah, yeah. with yeah, his Hawk up in here, up in with here. his finger candy. His yeah. Coke nail, his nice coke hawk nail. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so they, at one point they call him the leader of the Titans, which I which I thought was funny. Yeah, oh, his uh, the stage entrance of the Titans. <laughs> the stage so it's entrance. Like, do people great. know where the Titans are? They they're probably... apparently so because that because that other guy is like you're my favorite Titan. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I know the Titans are famous all of a sudden. Well, I mean they're in San Fran, so they've been they were not Hawk, Hawks in Hawks in Nevada. Nevada. Well, <laughs> Were they not yeah. called Titans at that time? I mean, I mean they're there. Presumably they're famous all over the if the Justice League I, know, is I was surprised. The Justice League is probably known. Sure. Right. I'm assuming they know they know of him. I don't know. The Titans. Okay, so I mean, a bunch of there's no mention yeah. of it ever before. <laughs> but yes. Right, but I mean they so. they were in action for a while. They were in San Fran, so yeah, I assume. And, it's a sort of a throwaway observation that I thought was funny. So he's fighting for cocaine money, <laughs> yeah. and he's doing pretty well. You know, he's he's like clearly a pretty good fighter. <laughs> he's in, doing in good. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's kind of punching outside his weight class. Well, he we still don't think he has superpowers, right? No, right. but his armor is like is pretty Fantastic. awesome. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's, it's still not completely fair. <laughs> 
Yeah, but he, neither is three on one with bats and chains. Well, it is when your opponent is a superhero with an awesome armor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I did and appreciate then... them taking out his knee again. His again? bum leg. His bum leg. Oh. oh, yeah. I forgot about that. After the match, he goes home with Jan. Yeah, good old yeah, Jan. Yeah, I'm like, he's, he's going to get an STD. Uh, yeah. I knew he, he wasn't fall- a titan. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> then he falls. <laughs> yeah, that part was funny. Then he falls asleep because he's so tired from fighting. Oh, yeah, a bunch he's of people. like everything hurts. Yeah, everything. I'm yeah. sure everything does hurt. He tries yeah. to be a top, but he's truly a bottom. <laughs> Let's wait for everybody. And also, I thought. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought if you're a cocaine user, like things don't always work so well in the old uh, bedroom department. Oh, they could work. work. Is that from code? They can work, but I thought it was something that might not work. Maybe. I mean, but overall, it's not like a guarantee that it's not. Yeah, I didn't say it was. I mean, sometimes it enhances it. So, in the moment, but if you're a longtime user, that's what the people say. That's what I. That's what I thought. But what do I know? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's whatever. But anyways, yeah. So good old Jan. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much more to say about that. The next scene is with um, Starfire and raven Rachel. where they're like at each other's throats yeah so, that's that scene felt really contrived well like first, I, I didn't really buy that they were fighting just well started. first it starts off with <laughs> yeah. Corey trying to use her powers and she's completely and utterly frustrated that yeah. she can't so i can believe that she was frustrated in general and then that Ooh. just set her off and rachel is obviously frustrated because she wants to find dick not in that way yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple good dialogues here where she's like, he's around here, I think. She had, yeah, she has, she has a couple funny thing. lines. All right, yeah. Jay, touch point. And she's like, you're a space witch. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> and I don't care what your planet's called. She <laughs> said from planet Tangerine. <laughs> yeah. So Corey's already in a bad mood. And then I guess Rachel's one of those people where if you come at her in a bad mood, she's going to just immediately fight back instead of saying, what's wrong? Yeah. I thought, yeah. I thought Ray was supposed to be an empath. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, she doesn't Apparently have control not. of her powers yet. Well, well no, just her personality. <laughs> her personality, as her well. personality. But it's both. Um, so then Rose and uh, Jason are at lunch. And uh, <laughs> wow, it's never two games of the row. And, uh, and Jason's like really into Rose. Really <laughs> into it. To the point where he's yeah. like jokingly proposing to her. Which yeah. is like, haha, joking. Not really, though. Todd is an all or nothing all in or get me out type of He's man. He's real, really into her. Um, and then Rose c- confesses everything we find out about the whole backstory, the whole life story, whole backstory including how she lost her eye. Yep. Well, we kind of sort of knew that, right? Because that's when they first meet when she's all messed up and she's missing her eye. Right. 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 So yeah, I Rose's like story a- made her a lot more likable. I thought. Well, she kind of makes herself out as like an innocent bystander. Yeah, I yeah. mean, with the outfits and everything, definitely made her seem like. But I, I liked when he showed up in the Rolls Royce. <laughs> and yeah, then it's like you can go with Todd, <laughs> and it's, uh, he's like honking, honk, honk, honk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the Danny Larusso station wagon from the Karate Kid. It's that <laughs> old '80s busted ass station wagon with like the wood grain siding. Uh, can you see it in that part? I think I must yeah, have missed that. Yeah, you can. That. You can. Yeah, you can. I immediately was like, Danny the Through Russo. the windshield. And this proves that, like, Jason, or Todd, I, is uh, <laughs> from the wrong side 
of the streets where the poor people live. <laughs> was that a reference? Do you think that her, her date is last name Todd or like Jason Todd? I thought it was hilarious because when he fo- first pulls up in the Rolls Royce, I was like, wait, did Bruce try to set this up? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce denied everything that happens in this show. <laughs> I also thought it was interesting how Rose apparently has like a pretty good life. She had a pretty good life. Like yeah, her, that was she paid to come for. from a she doesn't well, have a tragic backstory. She seems to have come from a well class, you know, like grew Tracers up in a, around, in a nice a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know? It was, it was interesting. You know, when you first when you meet her, she's like all like you know, she's like a street person. She presents herself as nowhere to go. Obviously, there was all a lie. But mm-hmm. It was still interesting. Right, but that's like all the ang- Yeah. So that's ahead, like Jay. all that. They're always What's like that? Oh, I'm a bored person, a bored kid with money who wants to do something cool. All the villains are like that? Well, just in general, like all the people who eventually go into like that type of scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's important to note, I think, that she has a nice life paid for by Deathstroke's blood money. He's yeah. financing her life, apparently, the whole time. Even to pay for Gary's or Greg's golf outing. Gary. And, I, and that part was funny, too, because her mom's like, Gary, your dad's golfing? And they're like, okay. And then it's raining in that part. I didn't know if there was like something going on there. Oh, like he's like, they were trying to be clever. He's not actually. I don't know. I didn't know if there was something there, but it was definitely an intentional choice to have it be raining. So I don't know. Hmm. I don't know if there was something there. It's a good question that I don't think they really thought about too much. Yeah. So Rose goes with Deathstroke. He trains her to be an assassin. I was kind of like, we already kind of know a lot of this. So. I didn't really care that much. Do you guys notice her mom's name is May? Yeah, I noticed that. Spelled the same way, like the like the <laughs> devil. Do you guys like the part where Deathstroke was like, your mom was the last call of the Kansas City rat? rat. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> that yeah, was I was about to say this that. is so harsh. <laughs> well, she does say that it wasn't love. It wasn't like a normal relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, but it's 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 one thing to hear him say that. I mean, it's one thing to know that. It's another to hear him say that. So I don't know. That was rough. Especially since they like still kind of hang out. <laughs> Who? Her and her mom? No, Deathstroke and May. It's like they keep meeting up. You know, life keeps bringing them back together. Well, that tends to happen when you have a child with somebody. Yeah. Deathstroke's <laughs> really into family. I thought it was uh, interesting. Right. Why yeah. is it that every time someone learns that they can heal like instant fast, immediately throws themselves off a building? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start looking for ways to injure themselves. Just like what's her name in Heroes. Yeah, it's like the first thing. I'm just gonna jump off this building. It's like <laughs> what? Why can't you try something else? Because uh, they work their way up to that in between cuts. Yeah. But it was interesting, like the fact that she got hit by the car, and then mom is like, oh, and she's just sitting there wiping up all the blood, and you're like, mm. oh, all right, fair enough. The mom's been through a lot. <laughs> I don't really have that much about the Rose training. They fight, you know. Deathstroke fights her. Then she that, then then he says you're gonna infiltrate the Titans and the rest we pretty much know. That yep. training room is whoo that that was a that was a rough training room. Yeah, <laughs> all those like rebar spikes <laughs> everywhere. Good gracious. Even if you can heal, it still wouldn't feel too good to land on them. So, Rose so then Jason dumps back. her. Jason like freaks out. Yeah. He's like, yeah. it's all a lie. It's all a lie. And dumps <laughs> her and leaves, which is I think I think that's fair. I think that's an understandable reaction. Sure. Not the reaction we were hoping for. We were hoping that it would just be conflict free and she would he would say, Oh, I forgive you, baby. Let's go help the Titans. <laughs> I did no. appreciate his attitude of, you know what? Fuck them. 
fuck all of you. I'm out. Peace. Yeah. I'm well, gonna, yeah, except that's the very typical Walmart. Jason reaction. Meanwhile, Slade is like preparing. Wintergreen's got like a arsenal in his trunk ready to uh, unleash heck on the Titans. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Killing his evil looking swords and so on. Um, Hawks dreams about Dove. Her like beating him up because I guess he's into that. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like kind of losing it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's all of his coke-addled brain trying to piece together <laughs> what he deserves, right? He's a self-depreciating yeah. masochist mm-hmm. coming off of his high, and uh, that's what he deserves. He's tripping, he deserves, man. He's tripping. He so deserves nothing but the. He deserves nothing but bad things. In contrast right. to Mister Sam and Sushi, to Walter. To Walter. <laughs> oh, do you guys like the name of the uh, stores in this episode? I loved it. <laughs> it was like. So Sumi Sushi. So Sumi Sushi. And then what was the other one? The other store. Bubble Bubble Me Now or something? Bubble, yeah. yeah, yeah. Bubble Me This. <laughs> it was Bubble Me This, the laundromat. It was so good. They were so good. So he has that dream, wakes up, and then meanwhile, Dick is going to get, get his, a new costume from the professional costume makers. No, no, no. From well, Edna first he, Mode. First he visits um, Deathstroke's <laughs> wife again. And to confirm, we pretty much what we already know. And then, yeah, and then he goes to Stu. And he was talking to Stu like we knew him. Has he been in this show before? (laughs) Maybe in season one, but I don't remember. It seems weird that they're introducing new concepts like at this late in this show in the Uh, season. I mean, you assume that there's some sort of customer at some point, at somewhere. I don't think it. Well, not really. You assume they made their own. Like, I wouldn't assume yeah. Batman has this vast network of people that does stuff like that for him. But what about Hawk either. and Dawn? I mean, you can't imagine they're There's nothing to indicate that Hawk and Dawn got their costumes from these guys. Well, it's like in Daredevil where they have that one professional superhero costume maker. Yeah. And uh, for the both heroes and villains. And I did kind of think it was kind of funny where Bruce already had a suit, like, ready to go. Yeah, that. And that, that was, that was against the point of the whole point of Nightwing. But I guess. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the whole so, point of Nightwing is he used to be off on his own. Yeah. So that whole conversation, why did it, why was it like 10 minutes of a giant gay p- Giant what? Like, giant gay what? was it like the whole fruitcake and all of that? I mean, was that. Oh my God. Once again, it, it was entirely so ripped off from The Incredibles. Was that what it was? It's been a while since I, I saw that. I think so. Well, the customer was, was giving Jason shit. I mean, not Jason, Dick shit for burning his old costume, which is like something nobody remembers. <laughs> yeah, like how would they even know that he did that? They probably track it. I don't know about don't tracking, know. but they have their... Uh, but but the, also the Bruce is, knows it, that he did it, right? Bruce would know. Yeah. But the point is, it's such like a the as audience members, we really don't care, and they just keep going on and on and on about it. About what? About the Dick burning the costume. I was just annoyed about the whole I think it was supposed to be a portion joke. of that. That was just annoying. Like, it felt like a giant gay joke, and I did not appreciate it. Mm, maybe. I did appreciate Lily, though, afterwards. <laughs> like, really? And he's like, my bad. <laughs> I think that was supposed to be a joke, that they keep coming back about the costume. Well, it wasn't just the costume. It was the whole fruitcake part that really got me. No, I agree. Me. I agree. I like the way they describe the costume. Triple weave, Kevlar, electricity, dampening, blah, blah, blah. We took out some of the inlays to better suit you um, <laughs> and your circus ways. Like, it was yeah. nice that, to see that they were breaking out the fact that he, the initial costume probably wasn't suited to him. It was something Batman had designed for him. Mm-hmm. And then this one was more in line with future Nightwing. I kind of like that. It was nice. Move more, get hit less. Always a good model. Yep. 
so he gets his new suit and uh and then we go to hawk uh going to the learning that a laundromat got held up by someone in the hawk costume so he goes to the laundromat to, and it talks with a like a naked guy pretty much <laughs> and the guy is like i used to like hawk he used to be my favorite titan i wonder dove dumped him and hawk's like that's not that's not what happened that's not what like, happened. No, right. you guys like he would say that <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and then he learns that he's spiraling and he sold the hawk suit to a teenager. Teenager who's like an Instagram, wants to be an Instagram star. <laughs> I thought at first he looked like Matt Damon in the costume. Like with yeah, his big old chin. That's <laughs> a possibility. Did they get him to guess? He would. <laughs> like he definitely <laughs> would be the, the one. In the costume? Yeah, he would be, be the type fine. who would guest in the costume as just some jerk who steals the costume. <laughs> He didn't steal it. He got, he, it was sold to him. Right, but we yeah, didn't bro, know do that. you remember? No, I didn't. Yeah, you were talking to that woman. You <laughs> sold it for $200 when you asked me if I knew where to get blow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I did I ask for blow. You... And you didn't have any, kid. Thanks a yeah, lot. Hawk, Hawk's like, hmm, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something I would do. I, I do appreciate that Hawk just walks in, socks this poor kid in the face. His eye immediately... <sighs> swells and turns black <laughs> and the guy is so happy about it he's just like oh my that god this was the greatest <laughs> well he's just a fan you know that's nice and you know and it's a sad story he's nearly 17 his stepdad hates him and uh he just wants to do some good in the world mm-hmm. don't we all i hope that kid becomes a superhero one day me too hopefully he becomes like vibe or something hmm. yeah. but i do like his whole thing no i mean <laughs> When they're talking and he's like, you you held up a laundromat. What were you going to do? Just take your money and pay your bills? And he's yeah, just like, no. Should I kill them? Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, eh. and he does the whole neck thing. And then you're like, oh, he does know Hawk. <laughs> Has the, yeah. Do you guys think the laundromat was actually like a front for a drug rig or something? Or was it just lying? There's no way. That kid wouldn't have been able to figure that stuff out. I, my, my or maybe vote. it was known. Maybe he... Yeah, maybe he's was the one who bought drugs from them. You know, he's he's turning his ways around. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the kid really did know where to find the blow, and he's coming out the laundromat. (laughs) Yeah, but okay, so he he gets his costume back, and I guess he's going to rejoin the Titans, and it ends with Garth being, I mean, not Garth, Garfield, Garfield being activated. Garfield. So yeah, but this time at like a bunch of children at a carnival. Well, they're setting up a carnival for a dramatic final episode just like the end of shazam yeah yeah so, and that's where it where it ends and the titans are the only ones who can prevent it and also superboy is probably going to be down there and he's probably going to kill a bunch of kids too. we didn't talk about the call with uh rose the call right? with rose yeah what call is that when jason todd walks out immediately rose gets a phone call from slade mm. oh, yeah, like, her, like nokia them. phone yeah to the house phone it's the mm. house phone and yeah. media is like yeah, he's gone. He's going back to the others. Uh, they're reforming the band, and we should too. So, like, he's been watching her this whole time because he knows immediately when he leaves. Mm. Or is that just him finding out that the Titans are getting back together, and he just happens to call? Exactly. It's just a giant coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back it I up. Mean, back it up. Is that what we're supposed to think? I guess what we're supposed to think is that Deathstroke monitors them. Okay, and then we don't talk about how uh, Dick goes to Adeline again. 
and has that conversation. Yeah, I think we did talk about that. <laughs> we we, we well, mentioned it very enough. briefly. Do you have any like deep insights about it? Or death stroke is always one step ahead, right? So that's that's basically what Adeline says. You know, um, mm -hmm. I didn't catch it at first. Uh, blah 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 blah. He and uh, Dick is like, well, yeah, he played me as a fool. Yada yada yada. He talks about how he was all set up. So. My question is, because he calls Rose right at that moment, is like, well, he's obviously going back to, Jason Todd is obviously going back to the Titans, and we should get back together, and we need to go kill him. Is that mm -hmm. a setup where, and then Adeline says, oh yeah, he called Rose, and I've only heard one or two conversations, so obviously they're in contact, and then Dick puts it together that they were in cahoots and all that. Was that Deathstroke setting it up so when they all do eventually come into the conflict at the Titans Tower, that Dick won't believe that Rose has really turned and is willing to help them. And he's setting it up so that no matter, like... I could see that. Because he's I, always, I, like, I, a I, he's so far ahead. Because he knows that Rose isn't on his side. Well, Deathstroke knows that Rose isn't on his side anymore. He knows yeah. that, like, that trust has already been broken. So the fact that he sends her to Titan Tower with that phrase and makes sure Adeline hears him saying that we should join back up together and we should take him on, is that a whole setup? Like, is he like 20 steps ahead still? I, I don't know. I think that's a good theory. And I guess we'll find out or we may not find out. It seems like the show likes to like forget stuff like that. But it's an interesting insight. Okay. Well, we will find, hopefully we'll get all of these questions answered in our final episode of Titans season two next week. Catch us then at twitch.tv slash MC Slandy and group up with us next time. Bye. Bye.